Welcome to the aftermath of the aftermath. If you've already seen last week's episode of Wrestling with Egos, this wonderful show and your source for all of your wrestling infotainment, you may or may not have seen a not face-to-face disagreement. And we will get to that in just a moment, because for the first time in a long time, I am face-to-face with the perpetrator of this. Welcome to Wrestling with Egos. However you might be watching us or listening to us, whether it be on the YouTubes or any of our podcasting platforms, Anchor, Spotify, Google, Apple, iHeartRadio, Amazon, thank you so much for making us a part of your week, the wrestling infotainment, all that good stuff. My name is Patrick, and I am joined each and every week by these three other gentlemen you see on your screen. Let's go and let's go and say hi to them one by one. First, uh, first we have from across the pond the funniest man in the room, Katie. How are you, sir? Howdy, howdy. I'm good, thank you. How are you doing? And I'm not technically in the room. I'm very far away. Well, you're, um, you're 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 in the chat room, so therefore it's in the room. We face the screen. I'm okay yes, with that. Yes. Yeah. Um, and for, and and to that I simply say wabadoo. Wabadoo. <laughs> <laughs> next next on the list, the man who is now face palming my dorkiness, the big don <laughs> of wrestling with egos himself, Big Isaac. How are you, sir? Pitchers and catchers go to camp today. There we go. I still put it out there. Hercules, Hercules. You know what it is. You already know what it is. That's all I'm saying. Um. I'm Katie good. Might, I'm ready to go. Let's get it. Katie might not know because it's baseball and they don't play baseball over in the UK. No, we play real sports. Like I, I um, don't know that right cricket. now. You guys play cricket. Yeah, cricket. Sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> and last but most certainly not least, he is a man who I may or may not have re- referred to last week as a cartoon character from a Christmas movie. <laughs> that ruined everyone's fun by simply stealing everything. The Grinch because stole given WrestleMania. The between the, because, because, dear Brian, dear best friend, given the choice between the two of you, I still would take the seasick crocodile because you are a mean one, Mr. Grinch. Mm. Stealing Christmas away from all of us because it was wrestling Christmas and Brian... I love, I, hey. I love the mug. I'm oh, sorry. Cool. Did you say something? Yes, oh, I, 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 yes, I may or may not have. Yes. Um, the man who wanted to steal Christmas and felt <clears throat> justified over it. My dear best friend and the man who wanted to give make make sure that all the wrestling fans in the world got coal in their Christmas stocking last week, Brian. How are you? You portray you, you purveyor of misery and sadness. I'm confused. Okay, I'm going to fill in the blank. We're confused because all I said was, "Let's use who we got." Instead of bringing out all the people you keep bringing out year after year after year that don't amount to anything. That's what I said. Right. And so here and is a so- sidebar, KD. Oh. You can experience the glory that is Chicago Cubs baseball this year because the Cubs are coming to London to play the Cardinals for two, uh, like a two-game series uh, sometime. It's either June or July. I forget when. So strap in. 
It's gonna be great. Oh, We're gonna yeah, score I'll, two I'll be runs in two games. He, did he did, I'm, did I'm he strap in or strap games. on? Strap, strap in. Okay. Strap in is what All I right. said. No Indian sinner. Anyway, moving right along, Brian. The point that I made, and guys. Full disclosure here, today is February 10th, and I posted said episode earlier today, so Brian has not seen it in full. Brian, the reason I referred to you as the Grinch is because the Royal Rumble is wrestling Christmas part one, which means we get presents, we get surprises, and without... And when we get a Royal Rumble the way you want it, where everybody, if everybody like, you know, Otis gets a shot at the Rumble, we don't get surprises. We didn't get any surprises. And it was kind of boring. So I mean, we, we got an amazing legendary run from the one and only Logan Paul. Let's, let's just put that in there. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm? M- so Brian, that's why I referred to you as the Grinch. Okay, you great. I still, I still stand by the fact that I was justified. I did not say vindicated. I again would not be the correct adjective. I, I, okay. Because well, we got, you know, the Royal Rumbles left a lot to be desired because there was no storytelling going on in the women's primarily. The men's there's a little bit more, but but all I will say, and this will be the last thing I say before we get into the show, is the three best words to describe you are as follows, and I quote: stink, stank, stunk. <laughs> I mean, it, it is really hard to argue with that. Thank you, KD. Thank you. Well, I'm I'm sorry, KD. Did somebody invite you into the conversation? I don't recall anybody. Actually, I, 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 I did. I did. I did. Oh, Ryan, I I love you, buddy. Right back at you. <laughs> He's like, why do I put up with this asshole sometimes? Anyway, let's go ahead and talk about some thing. Maybe something that we probably all will agree on in some way, shape, or form. And if not, we're probably going to scrap tonight. <laughs> Let's just be honest. We might just scrap just because, though. Yeah, this is true. This is true. Because, you know, Friday night's all right for fighting, even though it actually was Saturday night, which is an Elton John song. But anyway, moving right along. Um, the only thing we're going to talk about tonight, and then we're going to get to some fun stuff. So you might, you might want to get Peacock and or the WWE Network queued up. And you might want to pull up Halloween Havoc 1998. It, it may come in handy here in a little bit. Get that um, cock ready. Yeah, we are, we're already set. But I'm just letting our listening and viewing <laughs> audience know. But let's talk about something that happened on Monday night. Now that we know that Cody Rhodes is the winner of the Rumble and he is headed to WrestleMania to take on whoever the Universal Champion may be, whether it be Sami Zayn or Roman Reigns, let's be honest, it's probably going to be Roman, Um, we got a wonderful promo between Paul Heyman and Cody Rhodes. Some might even argue it might even be Paul Heyman's best work ever. I'm using the, I'm using that line because it was said on Busted Open Radio by one Bully Ray, who, if anybody knows a thing or two about Paul Heyman, it would be him. Um, 
I'm just going to throw it to the floor and get some thoughts. I have some thoughts of my own. So I'm just going to open up the dialogue. I'm not even going to point it in a direction. Somebody go and let's talk because there's a lot to unpack there. And also there's a lot, of un lot to unpack there that you really don't even see. When I watched this promo, I'm reminded about two things in, in specific. The first one is how exponentially Cody Rhodes has grown as a... Oh, my God, yeah. Per, as a performer all around, but we're talking specifically about on the mic now compared to when he left in 2015 or whenever it was that he left. Right. I might have the year wrong, but forgive me. Um. And yeah, there's jokes going around about, you know, Cody's going to come out, he's going to cry, and yada, 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 yada. I think what Cody is doing is a masterful job of reminding the WWE fans who he is and what his backstory is and everything else. Yes, I'm Dusty Rhodes' kid. However, there's a lot more to it than that. There's a lot more nuance to it than that. And every promo of his since he's come back to WWE has been in service of that, trying to educate you on who he is. What Paul Heyman did, he reminded us, yes, you're you're wrapped up in this Sami Zayn story, and it's great. However, it's also my job to tell you what's coming down the pike. And what's right. coming down the pike is WrestleMania looks like it's shaping up to be Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes. And Paul Heyman's backstory probably intersects with 99.975% of the wrestling world. That's what I'm learning. Every time he interacts with somebody in the ring now. Yeah. You know, how could it not? And I did not know that story about him offering a payday to Dusty. I I did. You want to know I why? I felt a lump in my throat. You want to know why that. I want to know why I knew? Because the show in question was guilty as charged. Which was at the Boutwell Auditorium in Birmingham. I was there. Let me hang him. That's that's good stuff. Oh yeah, no, it was great stuff because the uh, the interaction between him and Steve Carino was nothing short of electric. But let's rewind a little bit more beyond that. Why did Heyman do it? Because Dusty took Heyman under his wing when Heyman started just out of nowhere showing up in production meetings when when the American Dream, Dr. Rose, the, the, super, the super genius that he is, to, you know, paraphrase Paul Heyman's quotes of him, it, you know, let, let Heyman sit in on production meetings. He learned from the McMahons. Then he learned from Dusty. Dusty has always been a mentor to Paul Heyman, much like he's been a mentor to half the damn wrestling business by this point. But Heyman has Heyman has as much love for Dusty Rhodes as he does Roman Reigns' entire family. Yep, and th and that came shining through, and that's why I wanted to make it a point to talk about that tonight because wrestling, running a wrestling promotion is not easy. We sit here and we fantasy book and we say they ought to do it like this, but in reality. You're spinning those plates, 
and you're trying to keep them all spinning and you're trying to have none of them fall over. And it's like to us as well, you imagine that, like, you know, you're just going to annoy everyone more than anything. Like the people, you know what I mean? You're never going to make everyone happy when you're in right. a wrestling company. But Paul realizes, okay, yeah, Elimination Chamber is going to be electric. It's going to be off the charts and all that stuff. But I got to get them ready for what comes next. And I got to get them anticipating that don't, don't, let's not forget about Cody here. There's a story to tell there. And it's going to make us want to see him across from Roman on the mic even more. It make want to see him across mm-hmm. from Jim, Jimmy Uso on the mic even more. And, and, and so on and so forth. So I just thought it was another master class from Paul Heyman, who's been giving out master classes for 35 years now. Uh, yeah, there's a reason that... A while back, we did an episode, and we literally went, you know, pros and cons, Heyman versus Heenan, yep. in a discussion of who was the GOAT of all managers, and Heyman won. Um, Isaac, you've been relatively quiet. I'm going to sit here and start saying a couple things. I want to let Brian go. Um, I didn't want to interrupt him because he was on point with a lot of the things that he said. Yes, I did are. not. Um, do I agree? Absolutely. Um, he made a lot of good points. I did not really know that story myself because yeah. I, you know, I didn't know about it. But I know the history of Paul Heyman. I know the history of ECW. I know the people that have come through that through that system. Whether you like them, whether you don't like them, whether it went on to be great athletes, whether they became, you know, champions in WWE, whatever the case may be, or they had some other stuff bad happen to them. We're not going to mention who they are. We already know where that's going. Um, But, you know, you sit here and you're watching them build up the story, and they're giving you the foundation and making making you realize that you're going to feel this once we get to WrestleMania, because you know the history of Dusty, Dusty Rhodes and Dustin and Cody and the family and everything that you know Dusty has done for the wrestling business and how he, you know, turned it over to his sons. Yes, Dustin went a different route, and that's fine. I'm good with that. Cody went a different route, you know, and he did fine, and I'm glad we building foundation. So that basically we're building up to the crescendo, which we all know is going to be WrestleMania. You know, yes, it is Wrestling Christmas. We're coming up to part two. We just have to build the storyline to get it there because the fact that we didn't get to hear this story over the past year because of the torn pack from from uh, Cody. When you're done, I want to jump in next. So I got something to add in as well in a sec. Okay, give me give me a second. I'll let you guys go. Um. I, I, I think it was a master class. I think that both of them played well off of each other. And I think that they're going to, I think we're going in the right direction where we need to be and in going into into the next step, which is wrestle, which is WrestleMania. Um, and that's how I feel about it. I think that we're getting there and we're just, we're building it up. We're going there. And that's, you know, the basically the payoff is going to be WrestleMania. And we're all going to be invested. We're not so invested in Cody right now because we're building it up, but we're getting there, and it will happen. Patrick, go. 
Hayden, go ahead and go because mine I, oh. I feel is going to be a little bit more long form. So I I I, yeah. I, I have a feeling the way you kind of set yours up, it's not going to be as such. So go no. ahead and go ahead and go. It is yeah, a little uh, adding that I think is worth mentioning too. One thing that I thought was so smart um, in that promo was like the way that obviously. There's a lot of worry at the moment about Sami Zayn being, you know, overshadowing the whole thing and nobody caring so much about Cody because of that. But the way, like, you know, he kind of brought Sami into it mm-hmm. and acknowledged he was his friend and that if he faced him, he'd be happy as well. I think it was just really smart the way they kind of brought it in and kind of let you know it's probably not going to end with Sami and Roman, but, you know, like, he's my guy. And also Smart. the fact that they're not ignoring the 300-pound gorilla in the room that is the biggest storyline in exactly, the last yeah. 20 years of wrestling. Mm-hmm. I, you know, Isaac, you brought up a really good point about the storyline and how this particular side of the storyline is being built. And what you said piggybacked off of what Brian said. Let me piggyback off of what both of you guys said, but go in a complete, but go in a the complete opposite direction because i have a problem with the way they are building this and that is simply what happens after this storyline is literally gonna run from the royal rumble to wrestlemania and the end cody wins the title at wrestlemania then what? There's nothing. I don't think they it's a guarantee what? he wins. Just there, there is no guarantee. But just kind of, just yeah. go with me on this for a second. Daniel Bryan, WrestleMania 30. Yes, 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 yes. Then what? You know, we had a, we had the residuals of coming off of WrestleMania 30 for the next couple of weeks. And if Daniel Bryan hadn't suffered the injuries that that made him relinquish the WWE championship. What did we have? Really nothing. It was kind of, you know, the whole point of that storyline was the chase. And in Daniel Bryan's chase, he's just, he's just chasing the WWE championship. Not only is Cody Rhodes chasing that same title, but he is figuratively and literally chasing the American dream, both in terms of his father and the actual American dream itself. When he when he wins, then what? There's what? no there there's there's so much unknown there in terms of where can we go afterwards, and I don't like that because here's. Because let's take, all right, so we have everything that we've discussed in this Cody storyline here. Now let's take everything that we've had, currently have, and may continue to have with the storyline involving the bloodline and Sami Zayn. Sami doesn't win the title at at Elimination Chamber. This can go a lot of ways. Sami doesn't, just straight up doesn't win. KO comes in to help him out after a massive beatdown. Jay Uso still isn't involved. I, you know, 
No and SmackDown so, spoilers. Say what? No SmackDown spoilers. Yes, no no SmackDown spoilers. What had happened was I'm playing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Nia Jax is your new world heavyweight champion. Well, I'm <laughs> definitely watching. I guess we can shut down the show then. Thanks for I, thanks for watching tonight. And cut. I'm playing. I'm playing. Oh, I know. This is why we love pro wrestling. No, it ain't. No, <laughs> Nia Jax. Hey, Nia Jax becomes world heavyweight champion. This show is over. <laughs> um, tune in next week as Brian does the Sunday New York Times crossword puzzle. <laughs> exactly. But there's so much that can be done after the the exclamation point to the storyline with Sammy and the bloodline. Because there, you know, you can take Sammy and you can go Sammy and KO going after the tag titles, or Sammy still wants his pound of flesh against Roman. Even after Cody beats Roman for the title, Sammy can go, Sammy can still go get his. Cody, what's Cody got? I just kind of thought one thing he's got like a built in match against Seth. Well, yeah. I don't want that, but. Here's the thing though. Because that match is going to be an in-ring masterpiece, you can bust that out anytime you need it. You can play, you can take that ace and stick that in your back pocket and hold on to it until the last damn minute. Then play it. Isaac, you look like you had something. Either that or you got a heart. Well, that's one of two. One, I agree with the fact that the next person that you think of after everything, one, I keep thinking of going back and watching Hogan after he lost um, the title to Sting um, at um, uh, Starcade. Starcade. And or, him or, going or crazy and then saying, I want to rematch, I want to rematch, and I'm in charge, da 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 da, and Roman getting it. But then we're sitting here, we're watching, we're watching Seth freaking Rollins, who's white hot as anybody else on the planet, and we're all gonna sit here and say, why isn't he getting the shot? And we're gonna sit here and keep saying, you know, I need to get a shot. Or the next thing we're gonna talk about is Austin Theory, whether he wins or he loses, at, you know, the elimination chamber. He's, you know, he's formerly Vince's boy. He's gonna sit here and say, why am I not getting a shot? I have the U.S. title for blah, 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 blah. But the problem of it is, before you get there, is that they, WWE, has not set anything else up. That's what they right. that's what they need to be doing. That's what they haven't done. This is what they've done a horrible job of. Period. So here's here's something, something to what you said earlier is obviously, you know, the idea – the obvious idea of going to Seth and Cody. That is the single word with all this build that we are putting behind Cody Rhodes to become the man to dethrone Roman Reigns as the W as the WWE Universal Champion. Putting giving it immediately giving him Seth freaking Rollins is the worst thing that could ever happen to Cody Rhodes. Because your exact words, Seth Rollins is white freaking hot. 
But they you, yeah. you you are literally castrating the title run of Cody Rhodes before it can ever begin. You are giving to Cody Rhodes Daniel Bryan's neck injury. Hold on. Here's yep. the other problem with it is, and we still sit here and think about it. They don't they don't have they're not building anyone else out. You're right. To, to bring in to solidify Cody as as the champion that just took down Roman Reigns, he's gonna need a two to three month to four month reign to even make him solidify himself as the champion. But they who are they gonna feed to him? Me. One part of this that I think we're overlooking. I've been hearing and reading the tea leaves for several weeks now. The company eventually wants to split these titles back up. They do not want to have a double champion anymore. I feel like if the story ends at uh, WrestleMania or WrestleMania Backlash, maybe that's where you, you end up the bloodline drama and all that, and then you go give Roman his time off and he becomes more of a part-timer along the lines of Lesnar, that's the opportunity to split the titles because Cody's talked about wanting to bring back the winged eagle belt, which would be wonderful. Oh, God, yeah. Mm. And then you've got another title that's out there. You know, he relinquishes that one because I'm bringing back this one, and this is the championship that I'm going to defend on Monday Night Raw or whatever show he wants to do it on. You use, I love a tournament. You use a good tournament to to build, you know, put all the hopefuls in there and tell some stories. And that, and, and that could be your opening for an Austin Theory or a Seth Rollins or... All, you know, don't forget about the people who are hurt right now. AJ Styles would probably be a great fit for something like that. You know, there's all these names that are out there. And it's going to take some orchestration. It's going to take some careful build. You know, will it be to the epic scale of what the Bloodline story has been? No, I can guarantee you it won't. Mm. But not everything is a Grand Slam home run the way this Bloodline story has been. Nah. We don't, I mean, we sit there and we see we, they're, they're not building it and they're not making any plans for after. We don't know that. You know, for all we know, Triple H has the whole rest of the year planned out. This but you gotta, you, you gotta, you gotta crawl before you can walk. You know? I feel like everyone's got a lot more faith as well in his uh, planning more than anything. That's why I don't feel as strongly about it myself. I think like you, Brian, I just got a bit more faith that he hopefully will have a bit of a plan. Well, and that's why I say, I mean, he's there's got to be a plan because you can't. That was the biggest problem that all of us had with with WWE before you joined up with us was yeah, uh, plans got ripped up ten minutes before Raw would go on the air, ten minutes mm-hmm. before SmackDown would go on the air, ten minutes before a pay per view would kick off. Right. You know. And I and I think that's where a lot of us, myself included, are kind of stuck. Because we're that's that's what we're still used to. We are still learn. We are still in the getting to know you phase of this romantic relationship between us as wrestling fans and <laughs> the and the Paul Levesque run WWE. At the moment, we still respect all the wrestling companies to treat us just like in the same way. Some right. wrestling companies mm-hmm. might treat us better. We need to wait and see. Right, but. At the same time, we're also sifting through, you know, let's, you know, we're all sifting through each other's baggage. 
You know, we're right. learning what happened in past relationships and why things went sour and why those past relationships made us the way we are. You know, whether it be positive or toxic or whatever else. We're still in that as wrestling fans with Paul Levesque's version of WWE. Damn, that was a really good, really good analogy. I'm proud of myself on that one. You um, should be. That was I going with it, and, and I'm like, holy crap! <laughs> and I got to be honest, I thought uh, I had prepared the Cody's chasing the American Dream line, and I was I was excited about that one, and I kind of got like a couple mm, looks from you guys, hey. and then that one, I'm like, yeah, I hit I hit that one out of the park. What are you even trying to? Cody might be expecting to have his American dream, but he might end up being his American nightmare if he loses. That's what I'm interested for. See, I gotta be honest, that's an even better storyline is what if he doesn't. Yes. That's a better storyline. I'd rather him go heel and then like like I wanted to see in AEW, eventually he goes heel and then he wins. It does like a Roman that way, you know. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd be interested in that. But then you got two heels going at each other. Well, right. yeah, Roman will probably eventually um, turn himself babyface. But I mean, like, after the Roman stuff anyway, Roman gets beaten Devil's by somebody advocate. else eventually. Devil's Advocate. What if he, Patrick's like, oh, Brian's going to play Devil's Advocate? This ought to be interesting. I'm about to have a heart attack. Well, okay. Cody, we'll win, call Cody wins the belt. Seconds. Tell me when to call 911. Okay, <laughs> no. ready? Go. What if it? What if he did it this way? Cody wins the belt. He's the conquering hero, and then he starts slowly turning. Yeah, I, 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 I did it, but now it's all about me, and now it's, you know. Brian, I will do you. I, I, I'm gonna see what you. I'm gonna see your hand, and I'm gonna raise you, and just lump on top of that. You did not watch ECW, so you might not recall this, Isaac. I hope you do. Go. The birth of ECW. Shane Douglas wins the NWA title, and he's standing there, and he's the conquering hero because he won the title in Eastern Championship Wrestling. You know, so many champions have held this. The fat man Dusty Rhodes and Jerry Briscoe and Ric Flair and Rick Steamboat. And they can all kiss my ass. Yep, I've seen that promo. Cody does that. Boom. <laughs> I mean, that, turn, if you want to cool. heel, which as the resident babyface on this show, I do not want to do that because in, in my promotion, it's babyfaces all, all yay and all that kind of stuff. But I, I, I can trace, <laughs> yeah, get, uh, clean up on aisle three. Um, oh. Can, can someone call nine one one, please? Yeah. Can nine. I, 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 wait, I, hold on. Wait. <laughs> one. <laughs> two. But if you if, if you I wanted to do one. it that way, that would be because of the way Cody's portraying himself, and I and we have no reason to believe it's not genuine and earnest. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that he's setting up, but but w- wouldn't that be the swerve to end all swerves? I came in here and I, you know, I was like, you know, playing on my father and I, uh, 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 mm. and all you fools, you know, ate right out of my hands, didn't you? I'm the champion now. And, you know, the line forms behind me and all that kind of stuff. And because I was thinking about the laundry list of people who would be dying to work with Cody at that point. 
You think mm-hmm. Cody and Finn Balor wouldn't want to do some business together? You think Cody and AJ Styles wouldn't want to do some business together? Cody and Ricochet? I mean, just the names go on and on and on, you know. And from God, doing that kind God. of turn mid-reign as well, like CM Punk you know, gave like a whole new lease of life, didn't it, to his reign when he did it. I love that idea of turning mid-reign as well. That's just nice. Oh, yeah, that no, was fantastic. I mean, look what it did with, um, you mean, even go, going farther back in time, look what it did with Macho Man back in the 80s when, yep. you know, that slow turn was happening leading into WrestleMania five. Good Lord. Um can I, can I say something real quick? Yeah, of course. Okay, here's the thing. I'm 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 hearing what you're saying, but they've already done it. And the fact being is that they did it with Shane Douglas, and I'm thinking they just need to turn turn everything on its head and do something that no one else has seen. When when um when Taz went to w, WWE and they had the Taz versus uh, Mike Awesome match, and he took the belt. You kept seeing Tommy Dreamer come up, so you just assume that Tommy Dreamer was going to be the new ECW champion once they had the next pay-per-view. And no one in the in the world saw Just Incredible coming out of nowhere to take the damn belt. No one saw that coming. You would sit here, and the other thing about it is you come in with something with that no one else is going to think of. Austin Theory shows up and pulls a stunt like that. Boom. There you go. But and that is something we don't think about. But you have the mastermind and Paul Heyman sitting in WWE right now thinking this is what no one expects. Why are we not trying something like this? And Paul is just, we got to do something to flip it. And that would be masterful. This is the master class that Paul Heyman does. And this is the master class we need to start teaching right now. What you think? Do you think I'm wrong? He's having a moment. Mm-hmm. Goddamn right I'm having a moment. Holy can, I, can, I, can I get an yeah. amen from the congregation? I just want to make sure you're keeping both your hands in the screen. Well, I'm worried about what you're doing. <laughs> See, the Lord was so good. He helped Noah build ark. He helped Joshua <laughs> fight the battle of Jericho. He helped Gilligan get off the island. Lord. <laughs> what the heck is this? He helped us um, theory win the championship. Uh, hey, Katie, it's it's from Coming to America. The Eddie Murphy uh, movie. I know what you're on about. Well, the film. I know the film. Yes. One of the few impressions that I can actually nail, like, bullseye. I literally said this line earlier. He ain't lying. (laughs) (laughs) But no, seriously. As soon as you said, flip it on its head, I was like, oh, shit. You started mentioning, when you mentioned Taz and Mike Awesome and then Tommy Dreamer, I'm like, oh, shit, he's talking just incredible. Oh, my God, Austin Theory. If if, If we start... The Raw after Mania with Austin Theory as the undisputed WWE Universal oh, Hedgehog Champion. My God in heaven. I think what Isaac is really wanting, and I understand it, I think what he really wants is a Stardust run. And I'm here for it as well. No, no, actually, hey, to, hey, to, 
Actually, here's what I kind think of you're doing, Katie. And you, as a Brit, can appreciate this more than any of the uh, any of the rest of us. To quote the to quote a line from another great Brit, Michael Caine: "Some yeah. men just want to watch the world burn." Burn. True. Very true. Kind of fun. Yeah. Um. I gotta be well, honest. Mine over if that, that happens. I'm taking a hiatus from this show. Oh, that'd be good. Here's here's the brilliance of it. You, you it's it's a car wreck you don't see coming. You're all <laughs> looking right down the line with blinders on, thinking Cody's got it, Cody's got it, mm-hmm. Cody's got it, and then pow. Okay, hey, I'm gonna bring up something that I don't know how KD feels felt about this, but I know how the rest of us felt about it because we were all in the same okay. damn room when it happened. We all, I, I'm going to, we all hated Lesnar beating Taker. Oh. But, but what did they do with it? They ran with it, and it was everything that Lesnar needed. Yeah. I lost my hair that day. I bet my hair on it that he would never lose. Oh, shit. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> Baldy. Insert that Samuel L. Jackson mm-hmm. meme. Should we, I know. Call you, should we call you Mr. Clean, Curly, or um? Oh God, Jason. Hey, he's a he, he's a Brit. Jason Statham. I mean, it's it, it's kind of growing back now, but you know, <laughs> I got a luscious head of hair no, again now. Beautiful fight for Austin Theory. It would cause a lot of surrender cobras. A lot of like shocked expressions, much like WrestleMania 31. Did it? Very few people saw the cash in. People thought, okay, Rollins is going to cash in at Mania, yeah. but nobody saw it happening the way it happened. And that one fully caught me by surprise. The best thing about you- time we got a new Angry Miz Girl reaction. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that's if, if the theory winds up with it, you're going to get some angry crowd reactions. I mean, here's yeah. the thing. I mean, I remember being at Brian's house, and Isaac, you'll remember it too. You know, we had our little trivia sheet that we filled out and everything else. And one, I remember specifically, one of the questions is, will Seth Rollins cash in? And a few of us answered yes. And I fully expected it to happen. I expected Roman to win. And then set to cash in on Roman. Mm. But when it happened, and I'll never forget it, where I was sitting in Brian's living room, exactly where I was, because I remember Isaac looking at you and screaming out the word, fucking brilliant. <laughs> Lost my damn mind because even I knew it was coming. But not like, but not like that. Like I said, this is this is what we don't expect to happen. Mm-hmm. But the problem of it is, it's. But we're all sitting there talking about stuff that we don't think is going to happen, and it does. You and, know. And, and now, and we're gonna, because we're gonna need to wrap this up and get to the fun part, even though this has been fun too. But now the fact that we're talking about it, if it does happen. When it happens, we're going to laugh our asses off. 
No, I'm just gonna call myself a damn genius. That's why. No, I'm yo, no, dude, dude. I will tell you right now because I'm. I will not be opposed if it happens because unlike Brian, I love heels and I love the fact that you know, like they, 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 you know. Without to quote Bully Ray once, without Darth Vader, Luke Skywalker is just a whiny bitch from Tatooine. Yeah. 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 Um. Jesus. <laughs> I think I, if we're if we're descending into LA Night territory, I think it's time to queue up our watch along for the evening. There's your segue. Let me talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's just a fact of life. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, guys, we appreciate you guys watching watching us so far. Um, don't forget to like, subscribe, share, click the bell for the notifications on uh, Facebook. Five, you know, five star review on what on your social. On, I'm sorry, your podcast platform of choice. We would appreciate it if you're watching us on YouTube. Don't forget to leave a comment on anything that we've discussed so far or anything that we're about to discuss in the next 20 so minutes because we're going to do a watch along of a car crash of a match. Oh, yeah. Let us know if you got any ideas of what you might think might happen. Leave us a comment in there and let us know. Right. Um, if you get if you call your shot on in uh, in the comments below on on YouTube. Or if you tweet us and you call your shot and you nail it, if you tweet us at Wrestling X Egos, we will send you a Wrestling with Egos T-shirt that does not that does not exist. Wow, we got you. We so a theoretical T-shirt. A theoretical T-shirt, yes. Yeah, can be one of a kind. Can when be mass-produced. When we start making NFT money. T-shirt. When we start making money off this show, we will <laughs> then we will have t-shirts. Yes. We have to have more subscribers to be able to make money off of said show. Remember to, remember to shoot your shot and just don't miss like your Carmelo Hayes. Boom. Nice. Well, talking about shooting your shot and completely missing, let's let Let's have an amazing time with a watch along tonight. We haven't done one of these in a while. And generally, if you're if you are no stranger to wrestling with egos, you know that when we do a watch along, the match usually sucks. <laughs> because we are we have morbid curiosity with god-awful wrestling matches and just how truly god just truly just dreadful they can be. I and, mean, let those other podcasts do a watch along of Steamboat Savage from WrestleMania 3. I mean, you know, come on now. Anybody yo, can get, do that. Yo, don't get me wrong. I would have no problem watching that match, but to be able to laugh at a wrestling match is a lot more fun. So, Agreed. despite despite the fact that he is all sunshine and rainbows, unless he is stealing Christmas from the rest of wrestling fans, um, Brian was the one that suggested this this particular match, and I love him for it. Because this match sucks. <laughs> Let's go Trying back. Trying to my horizons, you know. Yeah, and by broadening your horizons, you might need some mind-expanding drugs to get through this one. 
I seem to have misplaced them. But yes, we'll, because we'll just, one of the people in one of the people in this match may or may not have already been on said drugs hmm. during this time. Let's go back to the year 1998. Brian, where were you in 1998? I was a senior in college. Isaac, 1998. Ooh, just got out of college. I was three years out. I was working about get ready to work for the Cleveland Indians at the time. I was two years out of college working in a restaurant, learning how to cook. Um, I, um, I, I was seven. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so I punched the freaking face. So Halloween Havoc. Uh... Yeah, Halloween <laughs> Havoc, 1998. If you are watching us, if you if you are watching us uh, from KD's neck of the woods, as we would say down south over across the pond, and you have WWE Network, well, finding it isn't going to be that hard for you because navigating WWE Network is fairly easy. However, if you are one of those god-awful ugly Americans like us and who have been cursed cursed with peacock because you know with the cock yeah we're on the cock and you know it sucks the cock um and you know talk about and well you know if we're talking about being on the cock and we're wrestling fans having to watch it on this platform then guess what that means we're all getting the cock (laughs) brian are are, are you uncomfortable yet brian Yes, he is. We're we're soldiering on. Let's Halloween Havoc. I I, I think we're missing the point. For anyone, we're definitely not. For anyone doing it on the, um, sorry, for anyone doing it on like the British network or the normal network, the nearest you'll get is probably uh, two hours, 33 and 47. The nearest you can get to is. Good enough. Um, Yeah, it's close enough. Good enough. Um, if you can, we are starting at two hours, 33 minutes and 52 seconds. Um, so here's, here's what I've got an idea. Katie, you said you were how many seconds? 40 what? Uh, well, I can either go to 47 or 54. Starting 47, hit play. And, and when it says, and, and, you know, count it, you know, 47, 48, 49, 50, 51, 52, we hit start and we go. Okay, I'm with you. All right, gentlemen, are you ready? Again, everybody, two hours, 33 minutes, 52 seconds. Halloween Havoc 1998. And if you're on Peacock, that would be season 10 of Halloween Havoc, which is so stupid. <laughs> anyway, KD, we are ready when you are, so okay. you can get caught up with us, and then we will hit play when you say 52. Yeah, okay, clicking now. 48, 49, 50, 51, 52. Q Hogan's music. <laughs> it is Hulk Hogan and the ultimate, well, I'm sorry, Hulk Hogan versus Warrior. Um, I may or may not have watched this, uh, a good chunk of this paper, pay-per-view earlier today. Holy crap, is this thing awful? <laughs> you know, I'm... I don't think I've ever seen this before. I don't know what's going to happen here. I, um, I, I oh, remember, jam-packed the rafters, man. Yeah. 
What's about to happen is you are about to watch um classic. Brian, it's gonna be off color. Cover your ears. Or not. You're you're about to watch two blind guys hump a football. Oh. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time today. <laughs> um yeah. I will say this though. And I, I will say this, and Isaac, maybe more for you because you watched more WCW than Brian did. No. Hogan, no. as uh, Hogan in the NWO, came coming out to Voodoo Child by Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. Because I'm a Voodoo Child. Yeah. That just, was just the guitar hitting, just like down, 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 down. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When he blasted Horace upside the head with a chair. There's a couple of words you can't say anymore. Yeah. Um. Really? Here's a question I always have. Why is Nick Patrick's mullet so awesome? Oh, my God, yeah. Well, there were some... We should have a mullet show of who had the greatest mullet from the 80s and 90s. Eddie Guerrero. We need to do a time machine. John Laurinaitis had a great mullet back in the day. You're right, he did. That was free-flowing. You can't do a mullet off without Dominic Mysterio. I'm sorry. Ex-condom has got to be there. No, we're we're forgetting the Rock and Roll Express back in the day. Oh God, yeah, Ricky Morton had a great. Come on, now. Come on. don't 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 leave my boys out like that. Oh yeah, Bobby Eaton and that mullet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh that was classic. Bobby Eaton's was good, but Ricky Morton, damn, Mwah. chef kiss. Exactly. All right, thank you. We need to have a mullet show. I'm telling you. All right, KD, watch yep. his. Yeah, he's jogging in place. Is I'm sorry, but this is like the most awkward looking entrance ever. Yeah. He's jazzercising right here. He takes a big bow. He's jazzercising more. He's getting ramped up, and it's like Sonic the Hedgehog having to charge up before he can go through the loop-de-loop. <laughs> that was a good analogy. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and Brian's the look on Brian's face is like, what in the mortal hell am I watching? What? No, Brian's look is, why am I here? Right <laughs> <laughs> here right now. I'm going to assume this was including the infamous um, seeing him in the mirror bit. Yes, this, yes. Was, this was a part of that buildup, yes. Okay. Also part of this buildup was the match that ended the British Bulldog's career. Yeah. Oh. Because of the trap door. Yeah, the trap, the trap door at uh, War Games, I think it was. How I, long was this stint for Warrior in WCW? This is it. Raw. That happened. Tonight is it. Oh, geez. Okay. This is this is the end, and this match has a lot to do with it being the end. God. Merciful Jesus. So. Blown up already. I forgot that hat that Hogan was wearing. I love that that style hat back in the day. Oh yeah. 
Love that. Hogan was a very underrated bad guy. I preferred him as a bad guy. He was a great bad guy. Mm. We just didn't still, know it at the time. Right. No, we didn't. At the time, we didn't know Warrior it. Now is that already gassed. Say what? Warrior is already gassed. Yeah. He was always already gassed. Gassed. Oh, dude, that. Dude, <laughs> go Brought back. Brought in a significant and, relief right here. Yeah. Dude, no, 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 no. You think this is bad? Go back and watch WrestleMania 6. He full dead sprints his ass down to the ring and is dying by the time he gets there. Now, on the other hand, something that we didn't discuss about the Royal Rumble, dude, Nikki Cross. I said that. Holy she looked like the ultimate warrior God. running down there. Say what? She looked like the ultimate warrior running down to the ring. Mm. And but, she, she but, kept going. Her yeah. motor is on 20. Jesus, the woman didn't stop. She hit the ring and was still going. I'm like, she's got to run out of gas at some point. I'm like, she didn't. Because <laughs> the kid stayed up and was, you know, my daughter stayed up and was watching the Rumble. And she got really excited because she wanted Rhea to win because Rhea was the one that came in first. She thought, you know, Rhea should win because she came in first. She was cheering for uh, Gunther. She wanted, because he he was in first. She's like, he's been in the whole time. And I'm like, well, you know, I can't really argue that. No, no. But. You mean Walter? Yeah, Walter, yeah. Hmm. But uh, Nikki what hits the ring. Right she's like. right hand from Warrior. Say what? How is Hogan, Hogan going to survive this offensive onslaught? Oh, yeah. Now, man. Yes, has, he only just, has he only just hit him on yours? Yeah. I, I must be ahead somehow then, because that happened a bit ago for me. Maybe so. I'll go back like 20 seconds in that case then. That's okay. I'm at 240.41 right now. Yeah, I'm at, well, I'm yeah. at 240.35, but it's, it must be different timing on here. Maybe so. It's all good. So, okay, so KD's going to be a little ahead of us. It's all good. I've, I've gone back a tiny bit, so. Okay, so, yeah, Hogan, Hogan's, uh, Hogan's arm ringing Warrior. Warrior just flipped the arm ringer back and jumped up and is jumping up and down. Um, yeah. I'm still ahead. I've, I've just He's just done a shoulder block Warrior has to Hogan for me. Okay, shoulder block just happened. Okay, cool. So you're not that far off. We can't just stay, stay where you are. You're like a second before us. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, yeah, dude. And yeah, and look at the warrior's face. He's just like, uh, hey. <gasps> I keep thinking of Ultimate Warrior. Is this your semi-main? No. Main, main. Oh God. I think this is the main event. No, there's got. I don't know. There's some Goldberg later from the looks of it. I don't know. No, Goldberg and DDP, I think, are still. That's right. Oh, that's right. This this match went long. This match went long, and (sighs) during the middle of Goldberg and DDP, the camera feed went out because they ran out of time. Oh, that's this one. Okay. 
oh, this was the greatest one of all time. They, yeah. Oh, this is the greatest one of all time. Because they had to give back of millions of dollars. Of dollars. Because they messed up on the time. They messed up. Roman knuckle lock me. Let's go. You know what? Even as a kid, because you know in the 80s, they did that Greco-Roman knuckle lock bull crap a lot. Even as a kid, yeah. I'm like, this is stupid. Well, whereas I used to think, wow, that must hurt. Right. Being you know the, the one veteran of the squared circle that I am. So me and my buddies, we would all get together and watch Nitro and Raw simultaneously. And my buddy Matt, like right here, oh my God, don't bend his arm the way it's supposed to go. (laughs) (laughs) He had Warrior's arm wrapped around the rope and was bending it this way. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I I wasn't able to have two TVs going at the same time. You know, I was slipping like a mother. A mug all night long. Um, Jesus, all this is is rest hold, rest hold, rest hold. What do you expect? Oh, you're again, <laughs> I you're know. Gonna... I, I'm just saying. I'm just you know for for the for the our our. I'm trying to be more audio friendly to our 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 people who are listening to us on Anchor and Spotify and iHeartRadio and, and the like. This is gonna... just. This Originally, is... I was going to say he seems to be quite active, Hogan. That's yeah, this is not a spot, you know, type of match where it's Eddie Guerrero versus Dean Malenko or Rey Mysterio or one of those guys going at it where we have to go through and be like, oh, my God, what a move. Hey, hmm. for you, for you, for, for those of you watching or listening along with us, if you are expecting this match to be anything along the level of the elite versus death triangle I strongly advise you turn in your wrestling card right now because you have clearly un- you have clearly overestimated just Everything. what we do here on this show. <laughs> Much like I asked a certain Grinch to turn in his wrestling fan card last week. Oh, hi, Brian. I'm, I'm sorry. Did you, are, you talking about, are you talking about me? No, 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 no! You, 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 you keep, you keep enjoying your coffee, there, Big Don. How much, how much mileage are we gonna get out of it? Uh-huh. Question I we have. haven't started yet. Or, we we'll, time out. What? Blade hair pull, Hulk Hogan. Chris, there. What? What? How many more '80s tropes are we gonna drag out of this friggin' match? The crisscross, oh, baby. Oh God. <laughs> oh, we haven't started. The weirdest thing was, like, the whole spot beforehand was, like, something you do after, like, 10 minutes into a match, you know, the powering back up with the arm, whatever that thing is. Terrible clothesline. Oh, yeah. Brian, here's my question. How long long have have I known you? Exactly. Yeah. And now you're asking, how much mileage can I get out of a running joke? It's a fair question. You of all Hogan people just know. had to remind Warrior, hey, you got to come out here and get me. Oh, my goodness. 
Oh, God, yeah, you could literally see that, couldn't you, Jeeves? He's like, come on over, come on out here. God. <laughs> it's amazing in a, in, a, in a horrible, watch the world burn kind of way. Yeah, it is. I mean, it is. But these these fans are eating it up. It's like. Yeah. Well, some of them and, are. And I remember being over at my buddy John's granddad's house watching this pay-per-view and we're all and and we're talking by this point we're talking about something else it's a legitimate wrestling history though this is yeah that's what you want to call it sure hey oh, even world war oh ii was God. legitimate history <laughs> okay there are ref bumps and then there's whatever that was that, that was cool. Really? <laughs> even, even the ref bump in this match looked like ass. That was <laughs> Nick Patrick is in the, the ref hell? bump hall of fame, though. We have to give him credit. He took some doozies at WWF. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it's the big slow. Oh, my God. Hey, Brian, oh, no. Isaac, Isaac, help me out. What, what, what was the sound that the Big Slow was most known for? <laughs> oh, yeah. You're welcome. Here comes the 93 NWO members. Uh-huh. So who was your favorite obscure NWO member? Virgil. Well, Conan, actually, Conan. Your favorite obscure NWO member? He was an NWO member. He was WWF, but WWE, but he was NWO. You're right. Brian? Miss Elizabeth. One, two. Wow. Yeah. Patrick finding the the fortitude and the guts to crawl over and make that pinfall. That yep. pin count. You know what? You know, it's those PF flyers he's got on. Hey, my favorite obscure NWO member. I have a question. At what point do you look at this match and go, you know what this match needs? Let's break <laughs> out Scott Norton. <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm surprised we have seen it before. Oh, we're from a buff. <laughs> oh. Now, I always wondered why that was never a DQ. Yeah. <sighs> that first shot went right across his ear for crying yeah, out. Yeah, I did. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> hmm? You yanked him off by you there. What little's there? Well, let me put the weight belt back on. Yeah. I don't get the weight belt in wrestling. I'm a strong man. That's what it's, you know. Then why in the bluest of blue hells is Cody wearing one? I have something to further people. You know, all the... It's not a WWE live event if you haven't got a weight belt flying at your head. All the weight belt is is Bret Hart sunglasses, except it's a dangerous flying object. <laughs> exactly what it is. 
Oh my goodness. Did he seriously take him out with a long roll? <laughs> I mean, he literally Donkey Konged his ass. He was he was the barrel that that rolled along the ground and Mario's dumbass couldn't jump it in time. If I had a piece of poster board right now, I'd write who booked this crap on and hold it up like Triple H did on stage that one night. Hey. I mean, this is this is your semi-main. Uh-huh. And I get why, because Hogan and the politics and the, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I'm box office brother and all that, but, you know. This is just, okay, now you're going to take the weight belt off. Hey, now, wait a minute now. Hey! Is this consensual or or what is you well, know? You do have to you do have to remember the NWO's theme song did sound a little like porn music. <laughs> what are you trying? Why were why were you watching porn? Um, why? I'm a guy. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> okay, this match has probably already gone on. You know. Eight to nine minutes longer than it needed to. Um, Thank you, Captain Obvious. Oh, I forgot oh, no. about this. Oh, no, I'm now. Paper. Oh, God. Look yeah. at the sweat coming off of him as well when he's trying to do it. And if you, if you don't think it can get any worse. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Just wait. <laughs> <laughs> He burned his own eyebrows off. Ah, I didn't know that. That's great. <laughs> See, that, my friend, right there is talent. There it is. That's talent. This, oh, at, at this point, somebody should be in Nick Patrick's ear screaming, go home, go home, go the fuck home. Yep. Instead of letting right. this clod hopper just keep just lumbering through that was gonna be that was gonna be a double axe and he was too far away so it turned into a half a weak clothesline right and yet he's gonna go back up to the top <laughs> and oh, oh oh okay yeah and that's from the that's from the burn right um no, get, I still think I, I think he bladed Okay, I did. Probably, I I, think I don't. Yeah. I don't have any experience with flash paper, so I don't know like what it does to you if you don't handle it properly. So, but blading does make a little more sense here. Why's that blading over a burn then? Yeah, I mean. Oh this, my God! <laughs> I mean, I mean, dude, this match should have been over a long time ago because mm. this match. Ladies and gentlemen, is the is the wrestling definition of Murphy's Law. <laughs> Anything that can go wrong did. There were some others that just were better at Murphy's Law than this, but this is this is this is a high standard to try and beat. Ladies. Oh, of course, Eric Bischoff. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Now he's in his ear telling him to tell him to go home. Yeah, right. Now he's Nick and Patrick here. Go on, go on, go on. 
That was your finish, boys and girls. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, that was And what what did I tell what where did we start? Two hours and forty what? Two thirty two forty. No, it was two thirty three something. Two thirty-three. So this match literally, we this match literally has gone twenty-one minutes. Oh wow, that was too long, yeah. Entrances and everything, twenty-one minutes. It didn't feel that long. Yeah, it didn't feel yeah, we were no, it didn't feel as long because we were entertaining ourselves. I appreciate you, brother. Uh, yep. Quote unquote, brother. More like nephew. Oh Jesus. Oh God. Who? Even is that dude? That's Horace Hogan. That's uh literally his is his legit nephew. Oh, okay. And that's a shoot, brother. <laughs> oh my god. See, here's my thing. We're gonna fake like we're gonna set the dude on fire just to bring in a whole shitload of security. And then <laughs> just not do it as well. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is why we love wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Jesus. All right, so this is the point where I'm going to hit the X on the on um, the match and no and not watch any more of this. I'm happy to do that. Atrocity. Um, so let me ask you guys a question. What did we <laughs> learn today? Don't book Warrior. Don't book Hogan. Mm. I'm a genius. Flash uh, um, paper is not your friend. No. Hulk Hogan and <laughs> Warrior made magic one time and one time only. We also learned Hulk Hogan is not a wizard. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and I thought I had some good lines tonight. Jesus mm -hmm. <laughs> I I want to point out that this show, ever since Katie has joined us, has become infinitely more funny. <laughs> it's all about the bouncing and off. We broke, we guys, we broke Brian. We broke Brian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought I had some good ones tonight, but I didn't expect that. To land so well. Wow. B, talk to me. Are you okay? B's gonna be <laughs> no. No, he is not. <laughs> I had to put myself on mute because oh my god, <laughs> I'm a freaking wizard. <sighs> Love that. <laughs> oh my god. KD is the early front runner for the Eagy for a side of the year. Um. Ladies and gents. Yeah. Oh, my God. That that 
that right there, in terms of like just completely breaking a uh, breaking a show, <laughs> that's that's top five. That's that is top five in show history of yep. bringing this show to a screeching halt. That's, that's up there help. with let's bring in Scott Norton and yeah. uh, you know. Anytime KD says Wabadoo, I mean, it, 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 it's we're we're getting to that point. I'm fanning myself because, geez, <laughs> man, <laughs> what I, should I, we have learned, Patrick? Say what? Yeah. What should we have learned from this match? Because apparently we all came. Well, now KD came up with the right answer, <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't like our answers. So what, what what should we have learned, teacher? Um, honestly, I didn't really have an expectation. I just wanted to see what you guys would say. Mm-hmm. Um, I I'm just looking at the match. Let's put it this way: I get why this match was. I did research, you know, come up with the ideas that I did. I just started looking for lists of like matches so bad they're good kind of things, and this one showed up on this in the all six articles that I read. This match was in the top five of every list. I tell you one, I would love to watch um, at some point one of you um, suggested. Yeah, it might have been you as well, Brian, actually, the reverse uh, Battle Royal in TNA. Yeah, I don't Brian, think I ever watched that in full. Brian did uh, did recommend that. Uh, that might have to be next. Because that one was... Because, I mean, I, and I read the, you know, the rules, and I'm like, this makes no sense. And I guess that's the whole point, you know, but... Down the road, if we're looking for another, uh, you know, another way to fill an evening in, we, we need to do more of these more often because they're just fun. It, it, yeah. they, there hasn't been a single time that we've done one of these where it wasn't just, just hysterical. Um, I still, even and, though and it for was those un- and for those discerning listeners, we can, we can put a couple bangers in there too. But I mean, the, we we really want to roast these more than we want to just talk about. Oh, what a great suplex! Oh yeah, no. I'll, oh, what a great figure four! Oh no, to, what a great uh, crucifix! You know that kind of thing. No, the whole point of this is being able to laugh at just how absolutely stupid and absurd this whole world can be. Because for every Sean and Taker from WrestleMania 25, there's a King of the Road match. That, I mean, yeah. and it's it kind of gets back to what I was saying earlier about, you know, a promoter needing to spin the plates and keep, you know, more often than not, you ain't going to keep them all up in the air. No. They're going to no. crash to the floor. You know what I learned today? All this did was solidify my belief that the right promotion that the that the the right promotion died a slow and painful death. <laughs> uh, that's fair. For, I'll, agree for with the, that. I'll I'll agree with you on that point. I still gotta think that I really wish that ECW with some of the things that they were doing and the people that they have would have stayed on a little bit longer. I agree. But I, I, I completely I see your point. I agree with you on that one. This is the one thing I do not understand. And obviously, if you go back and you read like um, the book that Guy Evans wrote with Eric Bischoff about the fall, about the end of WCW and Time Warner getting involved and mm-hmm. all of that, that was the true reason for WCW you know, dying, but 
when you look at that company and who all was there as your main event talent and also your up and coming talent that they were growing just in spite of themselves, there is no way that promotion should have died. No, that's true. Not at all. WCW was loaded. Yeah, the cruiserweights and the um you know the other the other mid card people, you know, people like DDP and Booker T, you know, the tag scene was pretty good, you know, Harlem Heat and all that kind of stuff. Disco Inferno. Hey, you know what? First off, Glenn Gilberti gets a lot of shit for being a shit human being now because he is. And he gets a lot of flack from his time as a wrestler because that gimmick was god-awful. <laughs> but yeah. you know what? He did not suck in the ring. Disco yeah. could go. He could. I'll, look, I, as much as I downplayed Disco, and I did because it's funny. It just did. But honestly... He could go. I, Alexander Poole, you know, yeah, doing all that. Oh, my God. Alex, Alex Wright, that Berlin character might have been one of the worst things ever, and especially the timing of it because it happened right, right around Columbine. Yeah. But Alex Wright was an underrated freakish athlete. That dude was butter in the ring. That drop kick he had, oh my god! Mm. Easily top top five. Mm-hmm. Was that the over dancing dude? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Alex Wright was the was the ger- the German dick dancing guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that part. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, one of my favorite things I ever saw from Disco Inferno on his podcast, I thought was amazing. It was him. I don't remember who it was that he was talking about insulting somebody for needing to get rid of the times from somebody who had a disco character in the 90s. It was great. It was something like that anyway. Um, but yeah, I, you know, people talk about how, how loaded like AEW is right now, dude. Don't talk to me about a loaded roster until you look at WCW and see how that promotion fell on its ass. You can be too loaded. Yeah, I mean, and they were. They were way too loaded because there was some, there was some great talent there that never got their just due. So, I mean, and then, they, there were, then, there, and then there was some talent there that was completely and utterly wasted Guerrero Mysterio mm. Benoit Jericho, Jericho um Parker yes <laughs> God Parker was awesome oh come on don't don't act dude, like mar- dude I would mark out for Parker so Freaking bad. It wasn't even funny. LaParka was my dog. Like there were so many times that you'd sit there and be like, you know what? I'm waiting for this match to come up. And you saw Dean Malenko and you saw Eddie Guerrero going in the match, and you were like, oh my God, this is about to be a banger. Yeah. 
And you have those guys, and they were underrated. Perry Saturn was underrated at the time. You know, all those guys that were the radicals were completely, you know, underrated. That was horrible. You know, and you just couldn't find a spot for them because they kept getting pushed down because of Hogan and the NWO and everything else that was going on. And they were only looking at the big guys. But you can't sit here and deny the other guys and what they were doing and how much work they were putting in. And it wasn't fair. I will give you one final reason why WCW deserved to die. They kept down a talent who revolutionized the entire business as a 19, 20, 21 year old kid. And that was 98. 20 years later is still good in the ring. And I'm talking about Rey Mysterio. Mm. It's yes. I mean, Rey Mysterio, and we did we did a goat episode on him already. Rey Mysterio is, you know, and one worthy of being amongst those in the goat discussion of the greatest of all time. But I will tell you, and no one will ever convince me otherwise, as far as high flyers, masked men, or luchadors, the greatest of all time. Nobody touches him in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I can't, I can't even argue on that one. Because Ray no. just, in and, your opinion, what does Ray Phoenix need to do to come close? Not Ray Phoenix not like his neck for another ten years. I never I, saw Ray do. I, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what he, what he needs to do. Revolutionize the business to the point where people, people are following his lead, not just doing crazy, cool-looking shit in the ring. It's one thing to be a great performer and have this amazing move set, but when people start emulating you and taking pieces of your repertoire and putting it into theirs, and you see it more and more and more and more and more all over the place, then you become generational. It's starting to happen, apparently, in Mexico. Apparently, um, lots of people now are listening to Conan talk about it or doing, you know, the bit where he, like, um, jumps between the ropes, like when he's split-legged, standing on each side, and he jumps on top of them, does that all the time. Yeah. But, I mean, at the same time, for me personally, though, Phoenix, I mean, you need a good, like, you got to be in a... um, you, you got to be around for longer than he has. Like, he's only been, like, right. for Western audiences or whatever they call it, like, a couple of years, ain't it, really? Like, three yeah. or four years. Well, also think about... Go, go ahead, for a cup of coffee. Right. And compared to someone, and I'm, I don't want to put... I, I got to put them in the same category. As an undertaker that's been in the business for 20-plus years, mm-hmm. and you look at somebody like Raymond Serio, for the things that he's done... And he clearly could have been hurt, especially more than any other wrestler. And he's still in the game, you know, doing the stuff that he's doing and still able to do some of the stuff he's doing. You got to 
it's got to be putting. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of getting your body right because Ray, for a point in time, had let himself go a little bit, but now he got yeah. himself back, got himself right. You know, here's something else to think about though. Ray Mysterio did more than just do cool shit in the ring. Ray Mysterio mastered psychology long before he ever showed up in WWE. You want okay. proof of that? Go back and look at his matches. Go back and look at that one Halloween Havoc ha- Havoc match that he had with Eddie friggin' Guerrero. Go oh, back and look at some of those cruiserweight title matches he had with Dean Malenko. Those, not only are those matches spot fests, those matches are a 400-level class in in-ring psychology because the match is a roller coaster the entire time. You know? Master class. Oh, beyond master class. You're talking like PhD-level shit here, dude. Oh, Ray, Phoenix, about- Ray Phoenix does cool shit in the ring. Like, I used to watch America's Got Talent. A lot, you know, in like the early, early, early seasons. And every year, I could always count on there being one act that would ha- would would wear the body suits that had the lights on there, and they'd kill the lights in the entire crowd, and then they'd have some choreographed dance with the lights, and they'd make shapes or you know weird stuff like that. And I would refer to acts like that as an avatar, as an avatar. Uh, act because just like the movie it looked awesome but there was really no substance to it go back you know seriously guys take a look at the movie avatar and if you actually think the movie itself is a great movie then we need to talk because that's because the the script is absolute ass (laughs) (laughs) but the movie looks like um, just the movie looks Amazing. It's a lot of really, really, really pretty colors. But the script is ass. <laughs> and, you know, Ray Phoenix, not saying that the script is ass, but his Ray Phoenix right now is one of those acts from America's Got Talent. It looks cool, oh. but there's no substance to it. He just or does cool shit. Thing, like Simon Cowell would say. Yeah. I would say he's finding it, though, as well. With um, like I, I am a big fan, for example, of, um, was it Alex Marvez? The hype guy. Yeah. They have. I'm oh, a big Alex fan Abraham of Abraham Yeah. What's that, sorry? Alex Abrahantes. Marvez is a, a, a he's a, like a commentator. He Sometimes he shows up on AEW and interviews people. Oh, but okay, Alex yeah, Abrahantes is the hype man. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, you got that, like, substance behind it, that bit of, like, character, even. I, th- I suppose, I'm assuming he doesn't speak English. <laughs> I don't think I've heard him. Phoenix, no. Uh, the, the, the best Penta English does. speaker out of the brothers is Penta. Yeah, yeah. You know what, though? I could totally see Phoenix getting there, though, personally. Like, he is one of the ones that I really look forward to seeing whenever I watch AEW. Like, every time. Right, and... He can totally be that guy, but I'm just mm. saying, like in the here and now, right? He, yeah. he's, he's ooh, pretty colors. Yeah, he's miles away. I get what you're saying. Um, I truly believe that he, of all people, 
could be someone in the business that can be an absolute game changer, much like Mysterio was. Um, truth be told, I think there are, you know, across wrestling, I think there are a few and far between, like very few young, young talent that can be transformative in wrestling right now. And a lot of them are the high flyers and the guys that do insane things in the ring. Uh, I believe Ray Phoenix is one of those. I believe Ricochet could be one of those. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a lot of guys that are in the business now that I'm like, okay, they can be really good. But in terms of like being a a quote unquote game changer, there's very few of those guys. If If they ever gave Keith Lee an actual run at something, Keith Lee could be one of those guys because that mm-hmm. is a big some bitch yeah. that can do some unworldly things. I've been a Keith Lee fan for a while. I keep saying his name. Keith Lee is a, Keith Lee is remarkable, mm-hmm. but he's one of those guys that nobody, for for whatever reason, nobody wants to give a legitimate shot to. Yeah, it's weird. I, I'm really surprised I didn't use him better in AEW. Well, I say that. I mean, it's kind of how everyone's gone in AEW. They used well for like a few weeks and then... Yep. Lost and in the biggest, that is my biggest problem with AEW, and that's yeah. why I'm not watching it. I, 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 haven't haven't watched, I haven't watched AEW in months. And, and how, how weird is it that, you know, last summer... I'm literally sitting in this exact same chair and talking about how I'm not watching Raw. I'm not watching SmackDown. I'm watching AEW. Now, how the tables have turned. Yeah. It's crazy to be fair. And now I'm watching WWE programming because I cannot take my eyes mm. off of what they're doing with the bloodline. And now being the fact that we're having Heyman and Cody cut promos against each other. And by the way, something we missed. Cody got Heyman to break. Yeah. Yep. Heyman's choking back tears because we're in, because Cody is invoking the name of his father, who just happens to be one of the reasons that Paul Heyman is Paul Heyman. It looks like, as well, the SmackDown's going to be kicking off with some kind of um, Paul Heyman, Sami Zayn promo. Yeah, uh, I caught a very small little bit of that, and all I'm going to say is hot. <laughs> yeah. Um, there, I I did not catch context, but what I could see was Sami Zayn more or less screaming in the face of Paul Heyman. Yeah, that that's from the thumbnail I saw. That's pretty much what I got. Yeah, I'm like, this is going to be fun. I'm so interested as well to see if um, Jey Uso turns up. What they're going to do with that? Yeah, because yeah, because they're uh, tag title matches tonight, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, because it's it's supposed to be the Usos and then Braun versus Braun and Ricochet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whew. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens there. Um, now, obviously, SmackDown's been over it's almost midnight here on the east coast in the u.s um but um that could be interesting because we've got because next weekend is chamber right 
Oh, yeah. No, Chamber isn't until the beginning of March. I thought it was the end of February. I thought it was. Yeah, it's very soon. Like very soon. It's two weeks away, I think. Two or three weeks away. Uh, so look, because I thought it was next week as well. Katie, are you looking it up? I'm having a quick look here. Hold on. That's not working now. Uh, February. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm wrong. It's next Saturday. It is next. Okay. Next week. Which I like because that gives us plenty of time to build the mania. Mm-hmm. It does. I love that. But I feel I I do hope that the Sammy storyline is going to carry on after in some manner. I think it will, to be honest. I think it's going to like kind of be in the background a little bit, you know, for a few months and then kick up a bit. I think what we're going to get, and we can talk more about this next week. I think what we are going to get is I think we are going to get Jay costing Sammy the title against Roman, leading to another beatdown. And then Owen shows up, saves yeah. the day, and then at Mania we get Usos versus uh, the, the Sammy and KO show. And then at some point you can replay Sammy versus Reigns if he's still champion. Um, uh, you don't even need him to be champion to replay that one. True. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. I mean, okay. If if you want, if it's me booking this one, Cody takes the title off of him. But Sammy's the one that puts the final nail in the coffin of the bloodline. Mm. Sammy gets his before Roman really goes off and takes his break. I think Solo will be pretty inconsequential in the main story of what's going to happen with the bloodline. But I think he's okay for that, you know. I think it will work for him still. I got a feeling they're going to lock Solo in the in the dressing room like they did like <laughs> with so many people and put like a bulldozer in front of it so he can't get it. You know, know that works though, and it. I still don't really think that would help. Solo's a bad some bitch. Mm. That unless, is a, yeah. Unless so. we the her business back with the, which they're slowly but surely doing. Yeah. I I hope not. I really hope not, because honestly and truly, I think Lashley is so much better off on his own. Yeah, he's progressed to the point where he doesn't need a handler anymore. No. I mean, you could, redo, you could redo the Hurt Business and have Shelton, Cedric, and Omos. Ugh. But they've also been bringing in um, the Street Profits, too. Street Profits aren't going to turn heel. I hope not. Montez Ford is amazing. I've been replaying over and over the bit from War when he sneaks up behind uh, Dominic Mysterio. <laughs> Great. Oh, the shuffling. Now, I could now if they're gonna now I can see them breaking up the profits and Montez turns heel. I could see that. Um, Maybe the way. But the th- cool thing about the profits is you can break them up and both guys can have a great singles run because Dawkins ain't Dawkins ain't no slouch either. Mm. He's no Marty Janetti. That's for sure. No. <laughs> Hell no. I would even venture venture to say he's even better than John Morrison. Because Morrison was the genetic of that tag team too. Yeah, he was, but he was also truly, truly special. Oh yeah, and and not many people want to be the Miz of any tag team either. 
Hey, yo, no, 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 no. I will be the Miz of a tag team. You know what? You know why? Because that means that means I have all of those championships when nobody said I deserved a single one of them. So yeah. for me, that is two middle fingers up to the entire wrestling world going, kiss my ass. <laughs> yeah, you, you've got to respect the Miz. The you really do. Oh, I'm ignoring the hot ass wife. I'm just talking about the wrestling career. I would gladly take the Miz's career over. Don't get me wrong. I, the the person whose name I'm about to invoke, I am a. I've always been a massive fan of. But I will take the wrestling career over the of the Miz before I would ever take the career of someone say Johnny Gargano, Tommaso oh, Ciampa. Keith Lee, a lot of these guys that are beloved all over because of the different promotions they worked in. I would take the, I would, I would rather be the Miz because the Miz wasn't supposed to be there. And he got there in spite of everything and everybody else. Mike Mizanin forever has my respect. Yeah. Because he literally flipped off the system just by working his ass off. And he gave us Miz Dad. I mean, he what? He gave us Miz Dad. Yo, yes. Yes. I remember that. That's all I remember from it. <laughs> uh, before, we get, before we get out of here, guys, any final thoughts? Did we learn anything else today? I, I have nothing to add. I will add one more thing. The Ultimate Warrior's greatest weakness? Cardio. Hmm. <laughs> uh, shout out to Paul White because his birthday just was a few days ago. So we need to, since we just saw the big show in the match, we got to shout him out. We gotta so, I'll, so I'll quickly sing happy birthday to <laughs> Captain Insano. Captain Insano. Captain Insano shows no moisty. Yeah, that. That's what's up, ladies and gentlemen. And that's where we're going to end Wrestling With Egos. We'd like to thank you for coming out. Please come and visit us next week. We love to see you. We love to have you. <laughs> come back and see us just one more time. And we love you. Deuces. I, uh, you're forgetting something, Isaac. If you're going to close us, you got to close us the right way. Come on, man. I'm letting you yeah. do it. From all of us here at Wrestling with Egos, we'd like to, we'd like to, for you guys to ch- like, subscribe, check us out, sub- speak with us, you know, on all of our platforms, whether it's Spotify, Apple, Apple, Google Play. I know I'm messing up everything. I know. It's <laughs> You're doing fine, baby. You go for it. Keep going. But for myself, Patrick, Brian, KD, come see us next week. We're going to have a great time. We know you're going to have a great time. Please come back and see us. We love you. Peace out. That is why we love wrestling. And that's what I do. What I do.